podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off our chests Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of County Cricket Natters in conjunction with Women's Cricket Chat. Yes, we're back to cover the Charlotte Edwards Cup round three. I'm Sam Dalling and I'm joined by three wonderful, wonderful human beings. First up, Hannah Thompson-Radford, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Busy day for you? Bit of a, been out for a swim? I know you love to go for a swim. Yeah, first thing in the morning, you know, before eight o'clock, get that swim in. Excellent. That's a perfect start to the day and I'm also delighted to be joined to be joined by the skipper of the Western Storm and fellow Somerset commentator Sophie Luff. Hey Sophie, back from your road trip. Evening Sam, yeah we are back in the West Country which is always good. Oh I'm very very jealous right now and last but very far from least it's Sunrise's star Joe Gardner. Hey Joe, you all right? Evening Sam, yeah I'm well thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Well, without further ado, let's crack on because we've got four games to get to get to get through in round three. Let's start. I don't know. Let's go to the lightning versus the thunder. Just the name of that caught my eyes. Lightning won by five wickets. It's their first ever victory in the tournament. They started with back to back defeats against the Diamonds and the Vipers. Thunder batted first huge stand between Emma Lamb and Georgie Boyce. Tammy Bowman, no, 59 for her. She helped knock them off. I won't say any more because I know, Hannah, you were at that game. How was it for you, Hannah? All worked technically from the commentary perspective too? Yeah, so in the comms box, which was in an interesting location, up about 50-odd steps in an industrial kind of side, no lifts, no toilets, which was obviously very inconvenient for being pregnant. Um, <laughs> I was up there, I was up there, but the view was absolutely amazing and... Lightning were a little bit concerned to begin with, to be fair, because that partnership between Georgie Boyce and Emma Lamb, 130, it's the second highest in the Charlotte Edwards Cup so far across the couple of years it's been running. Um, but unfortunately, Thunder lost, I think it was five wickets for 22 runs. Um, so although they built a really good platform of 130, they ended their innings on just 152 for five, which was a little bit below par for that Leicestershire ground. But like you said, Lightning came back out and they've recorded their first win. Tammy Beaumont um, scoring her 59, backed up by Ella Claridge, who came in at number three. And she's only 19 years old as well. So a lot of promise for her, a different role for her to play as well. Um, and with the ball, Piper Cleary picked up three wickets and bowled really, really nicely against her old side. She's an Australian, right? Yes. Yeah. So she's there overseas for this year. Ah, wonderful. Um, and Joe, how do you see it? It's not the group you're in, but that other group, Southern Viper is well clear at the top, but it's now looking, because of that victory, it's looking really tight. Each of the other three sides have won one game and lost two. 
Yeah, certainly makes it uh, interesting going into the second round of fixtures, um, like against each team kind of thing in rounds four, five and six. Um, but it looks like Vipers had had quite a, a low scoring thriller um, up north, to be fair. And it's like one of those, I think, when you're kind of a team that's used to winning and getting across the line, those victories almost mean even more in those tight, tight games where you're you're put up against it a little bit. But yeah, no, that that group is wide open for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Sophie, I mean, there's run, runs for other people, boys and Tammy Beaumont as well. But Emma Lamb, she's a if she's not already a star, she's a star in the making. Yeah, she's certainly one to watch, isn't she? I've actually spent a lot of time with Lammy on numerous academy programs in the past, and yeah, she's a, a genuine all rounder as well. Now it's not just weight of runs that she's getting she's contributing with the ball and and has always been a good fielder so yeah um I'd be confident that she'd probably uh, be in an England shirt uh, this summer um so yeah as much as she's going to be successful and, and moving on to the next level it might be a little bit of a loss for for Thunder and they'll have to find a, a replacement at the top of the order if she does get that call up yeah, well, fingers crossed for her that she does. And Hannah, we were having a quick look earlier on, weren't we? The, there was a second eleven going game going on for the Lightning, and there's certainly Beth Harmer is pushing for a spot. She was in and around the first team, wasn't she, for the first couple of weeks? Yeah, no, she definitely has been around that squad, and that's one way to kind of put your hand up, isn't it? Um, retired, 100 not out, but it was against the university team as well. Um, so perhaps the opposition... You know, it could, could be a little bit more improved, perhaps. Um, but to score 100, you, you can never take that away from anyone, can you? And she's been an inspiration for so many local girls in the area as well. So definitely putting her hands up, for sure. Yeah, they were in awe of her, weren't they? Even though she wasn't playing the other week. Yes, yeah, so in the opening fixture, she had her kind of all-stars local team came down and one of the coaches um, was there and said to the little ones, you know, even if you don't get selected in the starting 11, you still have a role within the team. And you could see these little girls like looking up at Beth, like looking at her, like she's, you know, they want to be her. Um, pure just inspiration, pure role model. And she'll be in the squad at some point in the season. I'm absolutely sure of it. Yeah, I think you may well be right there. She's certainly knocking down that door. Right, let's move on. Let's switch groups, shall we? Let's go to Central Sparks versus the Sunrises. And it was a, a 24-run victory for the Sparks in the end. They batted first and there was a huge early wicket. Izzy Wong, we've talked about her already lots on the podcast and I'm sure we will talk about her plenty more. Naomi Dutani got her, but then it was all about the Joneses in particular, Amy, who made 80 off 48. She's got 172 runs in the tournament. In reply, Sunrisers gave it a good go. Tatani top scored with 51. Georgie Scrivens, just 18 years old. She made 26. Couple of wickets each for Sarah Glenn, Hannah Baker, Grace Potts and Emily Arlott. Joe, what went wrong there? Close, but just not quite close enough. Yeah, that's right, Sam. I think like when we we trained there on Friday afternoon and the groundsmen were just setting out the boundaries and I saw the boundaries and I was like, these are tiny. There's going to be some bombs hit tomorrow. <laughs> um, so for us to bowl first and then only get 32 and take the wicket of Wongi in the power play, we were really pleased at that point. Um, power play had gone exactly how we probably would have wanted it. It didn't really look to, to get away from us. But on that wicket, 
obviously Jonesy's both of them um, just stuck around for a bit and then almost would set the platform to accelerate uh, in those kind of middle to late overs. Um, we struggled to break the partnership and then when Eve got out, Abby Freeborn came in and played played a nice hand with with Amy Jones. Um, and yeah, she cleared the rope and there, there were a few big overs in that middle period, um, which kind of put us on the back foot, um, struggled to take wickets as regularly as we had done in the previous game against Western Storm. Um, but we still felt like on, obviously with those short boundaries on that pitch, that we, we pegged it back quite well. I think in the last four overs, they only scored 27. Um, but say, I think it was overs, what would it have been? 15 and 16 themselves have gone for 29. Yeah. So we thought we pegged it back um, at the halfway point and were relatively confident if we got a couple of big partnerships as, as Sparks did that we could um, chase it down. But yeah, we ha- again, our batting innings, we had a good power play. We were 40, 43 for one, losing that wicket on the last ball of the power mm. play. Uh, and then Cords ended up getting out like the next ball. Um, so we'd lost two wickets and two balls. And then kind of me and Dats were, were just thinking about rebuilding at that point, knowing that we could kind of accelerate the innings on as they had done, targeting the short boundary with a kind of left-right-hand combo. Um, I got out, offered not very much. Dats stuck around for a bit and got, got herself a nice little 50, uh, batted really nicely. But yeah, twenty four runs short in the end. But it was it was another competitive performance from us. Which again, when you look at kind of where we were last year as a side, it it, it was good. There were positives to be taken, of like for sure. Yeah, Hannah, what do you make? And you don't have to look at Joe when you say this. But what do you make of Sunrise as a side? Because they're a relatively young team, aren't they? And and they're they're putting up spirited fights. And I, I don't mean to that to sound patronising. But as Joe said, I think it's fair to agree there are signs of promise there. Yeah, I think signs of promise is such a good way to look at it. And I think from what I've seen and from players I've spoken to so far, there is that energy and feeling that some writers are competitive and it is like, and you guys are bridging that gap a bit closer. And it might not be about crossing the line, but just getting to the line, if that makes sense at all. You know, like compared to where you were the first year, last year it feels like a massive change um but there's so there's so much potential and I didn't want to bring it up but obviously like the Western Storm match the other day was so close if that's not a sign of what's to come then you know like you you can't write sunrises out at all and there's so much energy behind what all of the players are doing there's some fresh faces as well like getting Ab to her and Maxud involved and and fresh face as a coach you know having Laura Marsham at interim at the moment which I've heard rumours that players do want her to stick around and stay. I don't know if Joey wants to comment on that, but um, I have heard from one of her teammates that that is the vibe in camp at the moment. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's so much to come and it, we're still in the early phases of this regional structure as well. You know, it'd be, it'd be silly to kind of write anyone off too soon. Yeah, agree. And Sophie, there's no shame in going down to an Amy Jones masterclass, is there? No, we were on the uh, on the wrong side of that one last year, actually. In, in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy, she smashed 150 against us. So, um, 
yeah, she's very difficult to bowl at, very difficult to set a field for. Um, she's just a very good player, isn't she? And uh, she's obviously put her hand up in pretty much every Sparks game so far. Um, I'm not saying that they're relying on her, but I guess they've got a combination where they feel that other players can can bat around her. And I guess that's given Wongi a little bit of license at the top of the order as well, knowing that you've got Amy Jones coming in at three. Um, Cause if, if Wongi gets a few, then you know, that's a bonus. If she doesn't, then you've, you've got a world-class player coming in at number three. Yeah, it certainly does help. All right, let's stay in that group, stay in group one. Let's go to Beckenham, the road that is Beckenham, beautiful place to play cricket. Western Storm, Sophie loves Western Storm to come. So South, East stars the storm were put in and they started absolutely magnificently what was it 81 for the first wicket georgia hennessy made around 50 had a night 35 they ended up on 145 for six so it just shows how momentum can change in t20 with a few wickets now in response stars were in a bit of a trouble 40 for free claire nicholas was in a hat trick in a hat trick on a hat trick in the fourth over, but there was this wonderful stand between Eilish Cranston, who made 66 unbeaten, and Callia Moore, who made 57 stars. In the end, got home relatively comfortably, 148 for free with an over to spare. Sophie, I mean, how did you see that game? Uh, I saw that we were probably 20 runs light with the bat, to be honest. Um, it was a really good deck at Beckenham, which... Which, which was a surprise given that it rained pretty much all day the day before. Um, but having played there before, it's usually a, a pretty good wicket. Um, so, yeah, we weren't happy to... We, we weren't too bothered about losing the toss and being inserted. I think if I'd won it, we would have looked about anyway and get runs on the board and put them under pressure. Um, but, yeah, we felt that we were 20 runs light, particularly from, from where we were. Like you said, we had a really good opening stand between Georgia Hennessy and Heather Knight. Um, Heather unluckily run out of the non-strikers end, which is um, the worst way to get out in cricket, isn't it? And, um, yeah, not ideal when you've got the England skipper going really nicely as well. Um, but there's just one of those things... Um, and we just lost a little bit of momentum. Um, so Heather got out and then I think Georgia probably got out a couple overs later. Um, and then we always had sort of new batters coming in, trying to trying to push the run rate. And yeah, we, we just didn't quite get up to that 160 mark, which which is what we thought we, would be par. Um, but the way that we started with the ball, um, Claire Nicholas, CT as we call her, uh, was... Yeah, exceptional. She's obviously got a very good record from her KSL days. And yeah, she pretty much um, showed us all that she's she's still more than capable with the ball. Um, always loves to get in the battle. And yeah, she got two big scalps in Bryony Smith and Alice Capsty, uh, two in two. And to be fair, we, we felt like we were right in the game then. Um, but yeah, they had a yeah brilliant partnership. Um, they didn't really look to take much risk. It, it was like one of those games, especially as captain, where I felt like the game just... I don't really know where, where it got away from us because they they almost like cruised it. At one stage, it didn't look like they were going to get there, but they were just, they they ran really well. Um, they, they didn't bludgeon the boundary. It was it was quite a big outfield at Beckenham, uh, 70 yards, something ridiculous. Um, and they just ran really well between the wickets. Um, Ailish was very smart in the areas that she hit. She loves a little ramp over the keeper, which as captain is very annoying. I was tempted <laughs> to get a backstop in at one point. Um, but yeah, they, they just got there with one over to spare. And yeah, I guess that's where we were sort of 15 to 20 runs light. Yeah, I saw, I was looking at the highlights a bit earlier on and Heather Knight's dismissal. It's one of the unluckiest ways to go. She stood there for what 
felt like an eternity, didn't she? Just almost contemplating. She just couldn't believe it, could she? No, and it's just one of those things, isn't it? You know, um, Heno, Georgia, she strikes the ball pretty hard. So ADR did well to get a finger on it. And yeah, it's just one of those things. Heather was obviously going really nicely. Um, and she's looked really good in, in good touch, um, as you'd expect from her. Um, but yeah, um, just one of those things. Yeah, it is. Joe, what do you make of the Southeastern Stars then? They used eight bowlers in that game, which I thought was quite interesting. Like how do you how can you settle as batters when they're using eight bowlers? Yeah, it's always a challenge, especially I think kind of one over spells have been quite a thing. I know we've done a sunrisers and obviously Southeast Stars using eight bowlers. I guess it's always tricky to settle um as a batter, but obviously it sounded like Storm did did pretty well up top certainly and then just couldn't quite continue that momentum through the innings um yeah I think Ailish has has had a really really promising start to the tournament to be fair to her she got 60 not out against us um and like Sophie said the the ramps and the the shots behind the wicket are, are quite hard to um defend I guess as both a bowling and a fielding unit um slightly different angles to work with and things like that and yeah it can just be a bit of a nightmare I guess and if you can't get if if, if you get have chances against those batters and you can't necessarily take them then it becomes a bit diff- certainly a bit more difficult for you yeah and Hannah quick word on Ailish Cranston relatively quiet year last year and I remember she set the final alight in that with that knock against the Northern Diamond she's a left-hander and they're relatively few and far between. She's been, she's still only, she's still quite young, but she's been playing pro cricket since she was 13 when she made her Hampshire debut. But she's another one that's perhaps going to be pushing on for international honours, do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to say um, left-hander, obviously a bit of a rarity, but um, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because you can't just judge someone on the last kind of few innings. You need to see that consistency across the whole kind of summer ahead. And we've got so much more cricket to play, but you can never deny, you know, a left-hander coming in. Um, I guess for it's, it's more for those two, the, the pros, who kind of go up and face and have to set fields and the rest of it. But, um, yeah, de- definitely knocking on the door, but perhaps there's some other players just ahead of her at the moment. Joe, oh, not sorry, Joe. Sophie, do you get annoyed when you have to set, when the left-handers come out? It's- I shouldn't say this, but they're a captain's worst nightmare, aren't they? And actually, the way that the way that the group set up, uh, we're the only team um, in that group without any. Um, ah. I don't know whether it's um, I don't know whether it's a West Country thing that we just don't produce left-handers down here. But yeah, we're struggling in that department, um, and I feel like the other teams have got a few a few options, um, especially Spark. Spark seems to have quite a few. Um, they've all whether they're all from the West Midlands or they've relocated there. Um, there's there's something in the water there, obviously. Uh, in the West Country, we always do things the right way around. That's how it is. That's what it is. <laughs> all right, one final game then. Southern Vipers, Joe, you touched on it a little bit earlier. They travelled to the Northern Diamonds and properly up north as well, Chesler Street. Long, long old road trip for them. Hampshire to... Durham that is a serious effort it was worth it though for the Vipers but they might have felt in a little bit of trouble at the halfway stage they were 126 all out 
Katie Levick's leg spin. She claimed five for 15. Danny Wyatt top scored with 48. But the Vipers, they ended up winning by 11 runs. They started quite well, the Diamonds, but best heaps 50 was the best of it. Hannah, how did you see that game? Vipers would have been feeling a little, under a little bit of pressure halfway through. Yeah, you would have thought so. And I think, was it, Joey, you said it earlier, low-scoring um, thriller. Um, a bit of pressure, but obviously it's a repeat of last year's um, semi-final eliminator, whatever they kind of called it, um, when the Diamonds did come out on top. So a bit of a revenge match from the Southern Vipers. Um, but yeah, they can't really complain, can they? They're top in their group. And at the moment, have got a bit of a gap to play with. Yeah, Joe. Talk to me about Miss Levick's leg spin. Five for 15. That's not a bad effort in a wide win 20 over game. Yeah, that's a serious effort, isn't it? Um, to kind of take take the innings, I guess, by the scruff of your neck and, and take five wickets. Um, I'm sure many bowlers would um, aspire to to take five, certainly in a T20. Obviously, you've only got 24 balls to to have, have that impact. Um, sometimes not even that many. So, yeah, no, that was a serious serious performance and I think a lot of people around the country can appreciate that when obviously Katie Levick's on form she's a tricky customer to try and to try and get away and score runs off so it's it's not too much of a surprise to to see her having having a really good performance up there. Yeah what are you like against leg spin Joe? Eyes light up or are you a bit what are you like against spin generally? <laughs> I think I used to probably be a bit like that I've probably came down a little bit now um certainly like I faced Glennie on the weekend and she bowled really nicely as well um took a couple of wickets in a maiden didn't go for many runs so yeah no leg spin you always have to be always have to be wary um because yeah all turning away from the back can always cause a few problems yeah certainly can Sophie do you feel I was just having a look at the tables now so we're three rounds in sparks are top well clear uh five clear of southeast stars in group one southern vipers are well clear at the top of group two so at what point as a skipper do you start thinking do you start looking into the other group because obviously it's just that best place second team that qualifies yeah it's not something that i've looked at too closely at the minute um obviously we've got We've got our own destiny to, to worry about first and foremost. You know, we've only won one game so far. So we've got to definitely try and um, beat Joe in the Sunrisers on Sunday to try and climb up that table a little bit, a little bit further and, and put Sparks and Stars under pressure. Um, but look, T20, you know, anyone can, can win it on the day. I genuinely believe that it only takes one player to sort of get a good score, take five wickets, whatever it is, um, and have a day out and, and you can come out on top. So, yeah, we're, we're confident going into our last three games. Uh, I guess once we've, once we've played maybe, yeah, four or five games, you know sort of where you're at and um, what you need to do. I mean, last year we were unlucky. We got pipped on net run rate, which which really cost us and we probably needed to be a little bit more wary of what the situation was in the other group and you know at the end of the day diamonds got a bonus point and we couldn't do anything about that that was out of our control um but maybe we could have looked to have tried to control our bonus point situation a little bit better early, earlier in the competition oh it's not easy is it being a skipper you've got to juggle all these things so we've got a few days off now and then sunday central sparks versus southeast stars at edgebaston northern diamonds versus the thunder at headingley 
Loughborough Lightning versus the Southern Vipers at Trent Bridge and that game that Sophie just mentioned, Western Storm versus the Sunrisers at Taunton. In fact, we're all four of us are going to be there for that. How about that? Hannah, you're going to be on comms, aren't you? Looking forward to that one? I cannot wait to get home. Honestly, it's, it's my homeland, you know, where it all began. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, oh, go on, you can tell us. This way you prefer commentating, isn't it? But I think you already have told us that. Go on then. I'll put you're in the middle. And actually, of my screen, I can see the three of you on Zoom. Hannah, you are in the middle of Joe and Sophie, keeping them apart. How do you see that one going, Hannah? I cannot believe you just asked me that. I know, but you know, that's, you it's, it? it's a hard, it's, it's a hard hitting interview. This, isn't it? Come on. Oh, <laughs> well, if it's anything like last time, it's going to be very, very, very close. But it just depends who bats first. I think. I think who's going to put. It's all about the toss, you know. I'm going to just sit on the fence you know whoever wins a toss well and goes to the bats first you know on an absolute road at Taunton will absolutely pummel the runs and we'll put the pressure on the other side and the trace won't be on there you go Sophie if you win the <laughs> toss and bowl first now then you're not going to be Hannah won't talk to you again because no, she, she'll like to chase it and then it'll be absolutely fine <laughs> <laughs> a joke. Yeah, I've not not had much luck with the toss either so um yeah <laughs> difficult one I'll, I'll be trying my best um but yeah, I've, I'm one up on Kelly, actually. I won the, won the one at Chelmsford, so yeah. Oh, well, let's see how that goes. Joe, road trip then for you lot. When do you set off? Are you coming up Saturday night or down, isn't it? Across, down, Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday we'll make our way down. All in prep for the Champions League final on Saturday night, obviously. Oh, it's you're the most one of those, event, right? I forgot, I forgot you're one of those. Oh, well, we... <laughs> We won't talk about yesterday. Well, good. You can watch the Champions League final in one of Taunton's many fine establishment. I mean, that's what they are there for after all. Right. We'll leave it there for this show. We'll be back after Sunday's games to round up all of those. We'll see if Joe and Sophie are still chatting to each other. We might need Hannah to physically keep them apart. Joe Gardner, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Great to be on. Cheers. Thanks. Lovely to have you. Sophie Luff. Brilliant to have you joining us as well. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. I'll see you on comms on Sunday. Yes, you will. And Hannah, thank you to you as ever. I'll see you on Sunday too, Hannah. Yeah, thank you. And sorry for sitting on the fence, but I think you know you, you know who I'm supporting, really. Yeah, we all do, really. Home is where the heart is. Right, well, thank you very much for all of you for joining us on this Charlotte Edwards Cup review. County Cricket Natters in conjunction with Women's Cricket Chat. Please do share, listen, comment, good or bad. Ideally good, but, you know, it's up to you. Um, and we'll be back next week. In the meantime, look after yourselves and keep supporting the Charlotte Edwards Cup. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket. Sports Social Podcast Network.